Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Can't really help but notice how the weather is a huge story right now. All over the world, right? Europe is seeing its hottest, hottest uh, heat wave that it's ever had. You've got unprecedented summer flooding on the east coast of the United States. You've got record high temperatures in you know, California. And we know that this has been the hottest week on record that we have seen around the planet, right? That happened from July 3rd to July 10th. So temperatures all around the world are just getting, it feels like, higher. And meteorologists say we need to get used to this. Now you've got these wildfires too, another huge situation for us too. It doesn't seem like we're really doing a good job of adapting so far. So is it time for us to look into the past for answers? Well, our producer Bianca Rego spoke with Catherine Palmer Gordon, the author of a book called This Place is Who We Are, to find out. This Place is Who We Are is a book I decided to write about five or six years ago because the Work I had been doing and working with Indigenous peoples, both in British Columbia and New Zealand, that's the accent that you can hear, uh, had given me the opportunity to see how incredible ways of Indigenous stewardship and taking care of land, water, community, individual humans uh, is. And there are stories that I want to share with the world. So this place is who we are. The, the broad theme of it is about that interconnection of people, place, and well-being in the context of some of the stories of the indigenous peoples living in the in coastal central and northern BC, the area that we often think of as the Great Bear Rainforest, and all telling their stories in different way around that theme of how we are intimately connected with the places that we are from. The places that we are from really shape who we are as people, how we behave with each other, how we conduct our relationships to those places, but to other people around us and to our neighbours and our other communities, how we take care of the land, how we take care of the water and how we take care of ourselves. So while you've been living in British Columbia and exploring, what have you learned about the Indigenous communities that surround the Great Bear? A great question. Um, probably only a fraction of what there is yet to learn, despite having been here for more than 20 years. But I think a couple of things really stand out about the Indigenous peoples in British Columbia that I'm so appreciative of finding out and learning more about. One I've already mentioned is just the great ways in which uh, Indigenous peoples have always managed and used their resources. And if you think about Indigenous peoples on the coast here and the places that they've been, and, and there's incontrovertible evidence, both archaeological and oral history, showing they're in place for 14,000 years and more. These places have taught them how to manage and use the resources in those places most effectively over that time. You know, that's 700 generations of people learning from trial and error, from events like pandemics and tsunamis and ice ages and earthquakes and all these things that affect us. Climate change uh, is nothing new for these people. So they've learned how to manage resources with the land uh, and waters telling them how they need to behave to make them sustainable for future generations. So that forms how they shape their governance, how they shape their laws, 
how they uh, relate to each other, as I said. What, who's responsible for what? How do you relate to the communities up and down the coast, depending on whether you live in a field, if you live on, in a mountain area, if you live on a delta, all those sort of things. So that is uh, an amazing journey, learning about those things. And the second thing I'd say that uh, really has hit home for me, particularly in the course of writing this book, and I'm so grateful for the generosity of the people who shared their stories and helped me understand this, if you think about that, if you think about 14,000 years and more of just this incredibly sophisticated and successful system of sustainable resource use and management, sustainable community living, and then you think about colonization, and everybody talked about the impacts of colonization upon them. You know, We're mm -hmm. talking about the future. We're talking about sustaining a future for the future generations, but you can't set that table for the future until you clear it of the past. We tend to think, I'll speak for myself, we tend to think of colonization and its impacts in the last 400 years in terms of what, unfortunately, so many of us know all too well, uh, and residential schools and the taking away of land and the taking away of uh, ways of life and language, the loss of all of these things. And we've seen the impacts, and we, we understand the impacts in that short-term window. But to truly understand those impacts, you actually have to set that against that 14,000 years of doing things the right way and doing things extremely well and how brilliant um, you know, the, the indigenous way of life was. And then you can return to those ways of doing things for the health and well-being, not just for themselves and their own community, but that's going to make British Columbia a better place for everybody. And this book really, uh, I hope, amplifies that theme and that concept and helps share a little bit of that understanding of my learning with, with readers. I feel like we could all learn a lot from looking back at how they rule, for lack of a better word, the land and how they were able to be so intertwined with how it works. Totally. And, you know, I think it's a theme that all Canadians can relate to. If you think about, you know, and I, again, speak for myself as, as a settler, you know, from another place. Many of us in Canada uh, have come from other places, have come from Europe, have come from Great Britain, have come from, you know, Asia, have come from all these other places where our own ancestry goes back thousands of years. And we've become disconnected from those places, but many of us have also really connected to being in British Columbia, to being in Canada. And we love this place and we love who it is, but we don't have that deep, intimate connection to our past. But I think if we allowed ourselves that um, that benefit of actually thinking about our own connection to the places that we might be originally from or our ancestors are from, they probably had really good systems of taking care of those places that go back thousands of years. And I think what I hope is that people can actually relate their own experience and their own history and culture to this and have a much better understanding of Indigenous peoples here and their connection to place and that we can all celebrate that because it, it really is such a, an amazing, beautiful concept. And honestly, today in this era of climate change and drought and wildfires, you know, finding and embracing these better systems of sustainable land and water management uh, it's it's essential, actually. It's not just uh, nice to do, it's a must-do. That's Catherine Palmer Gordon, author of a book called This Place is Who We Are, speaking with our producer, Bianca Rego.